And now for the podcast that has been through the Speed Force and entered the multiverse and is finally ready to talk about everything, everywhere, all at once, this is Not All Podcasts Wear Capes. <laughs> T's face. <laughs> T thinks he's done with the everything, everywhere, all at once shrapnel, but every time no. we multiverse chat, I'm going to bring it up for sure. I, I want to watch it. <laughs> he I has intentions. To watch it. So I think at this point, he's not watching it to keep the bit going. It would be lovely if my decision making on a day to day basis that this would be prioritized. Consisted of yourself making your own decisions, right, T? Right, yeah. Uh, but hey, everybody, I'm T. That's Spade, and that's Lassie Guapa herself, Ariani. And uh, hey, Spade, what are we talking about today? So if you didn't catch on already, we're going full spoilers and we're running through the Speed Force, like I said, and we're going to talk about the Flash, colon, that's our Batman, bro. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts, T. D's nuts? It works for me, Ariani. My God. I I am here with some grown men still making these nuts jokes. (laughs) Absolutely. All right, but listen, before we officially get into the podcast, let's put a one-minute timer on this. Anything Ezra Miller related that you want to say or get off your chest, because I know there's a lot of issues and baggage that come along with Ezra Miller. So let's just get it out now so we don't have to keep bringing it up throughout the podcast. We know, and I, I, I'll speak for all of you guys, but I'm saying anything out of turn, let me know. We know he's a messed up individual. They and... are a messed up individual. We, we'll, okay. at least, we'll at least use the proper pronouns here. Um, fine. Fair enough. But um, uh, you want to take that again? You know, he, no, I'm good. He, he uh, okay. Ezra Miller is a messed up individual. The stuff that they did to people is not cool. It's it's messed up. But if you could disassociate that from the movie and take the movie for what it is, and what we're discussing, I I think we could let it go and discuss the movie as the movie fair i i will i will also say that i hope ezra does get help like it seems like they're trying to do the work who knows how much of that is on them how much is that is the studio making them do it but you know mel- mental illness sucks um anybody who has problems should definitely get help but yeah dude dude has done some messed up stuff and it kind of sucks i i think in 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 Ezra's case, that there's a very it it is mental illness. I think there's a very poignant lack of of like self like self regulation. You know, taking care of this. Yeah, like it's like destruct completely destructive behavior and like out of left field. But you know, in this podcast, we're not gonna we're not gonna be able to settle the can you you know disassociating the artist with the art. You know, I love Wagner. Um, but it was if he was alive today, Wagner would be canceled. Is is what T is saying? It's it, but he, you know, again, he's a product of his age. You know, eighteen late eighteen hundreds Germany. Um, I don't think I you know there's not not a lot of woke people it's, there. It's a cop out to say the times were the times, but the times were the times. Unfortunately, the times are now, and we can't really excuse Ezra Miller. Right, right, doing crazy stuff. And then it comes to a, f- a film, right? And a film is not one person, you know. It's, you know, t- you know, thousands and thousands of people work on a, th- on a film. You know, I think about that with, like, 
Mia Farrow's brilliant performances in so many Woody Allen films that I just can't bring myself to watch anymore. And is that, you know, hurting Mia Farrow? You know what I mean? So it's it's a kind of, it's it's complicated and we're not going to untie that bowl of spaghetti. So you really did see the movie, t- Ariana. See, really see what I did there? The see what I did there? I bring it from... <laughs> I, I brought it. I, I brought it back it. around. That being said, you know, like I said, we're we're not here to to wax poetic about that. I will bring up Ezra later in terms of we talk about its effect on its box office because the quality of the film is. Well, you brought it up now. Let's the talk box about it right office now. Does not correctly the reflect. All right, yeah, all right. We let's might talk as about well, it right we, now. We were talking about that before the show. Yeah. So just to give everybody a. Uh, perspective it's bombing it's, it's bombing it's bombing like w- w- worse than shazam 2 worse than tenet did in the middle of the pandemic it's funny because it came out back to back with across the spider-verse hold on Irene. let's give everybody a time frame so the movie came out june 16th today is june 26th that we're recording so it's been out a week and a half just so everybody knows like so we could say this that it's a quote unquote a bomb because we ha- there's data out there now because it hasn't even been the number one movie this weekend. No, right? It's it's fallen to number three, and Across the Spider Verse came out the week before, and it was number one. The Flash came out; it was number one for that weekend, and now it is number three, and Across the Spider Verse is number one again. Right, and Indiana Jones comes out this Friday, so you know that's going to be the number one movie. To- this weekend and that's probably going to knock it down probably two more spots why i think it's multiple things i don't think it's just the ezra miller of it all because right, right, right. so, so, so let's put those let's put those things in order what do you what are your top three reasons or more whatever you'd like in order for why no one's going out to see this film one i think it's because dc does not have the goodwill that other franchises have you know shazam came out bombed black adam bombed i was talking with spade that you know the suicide squad when that came out and and to be fair that was in 2021 when um wb was doing the day and date release with the app and then in theaters that also did not do well um i i can't think the last time a dc movie did well in theaters. It had to be Aquaman or Wonder Woman. The Snyder Cut didn't drop in theaters. The Snyder Cut came out exclusively on HBO Max. But when you say goodwill, I, I'm not quite sure what you mean. It's it's that the quality of the movies haven't really done much for audiences. You know, it's just it, they, the, the movies are not consistent. They, they don't have a unifying vision. But Batman did great. It did do great. Me and Spade were talking about the numbers on that movie. Right. There's no baggage with the with the Batman though, there's nothing tying to anything. You can go see the Batman on its own. There's no Snyderverse baggage. So I, I mean, I guess I, I mean. So you're saying goodwill for the DCEU? Yes, is what you're I think saying. the Snyderverse oh, okay. has kind of like dampened a lot of things on people. People are not interested in that because it's boring. I would agree with you, but I would change the way that was said in terms of the Snyder fans aren't coming out for this. No, film. because you know, because they're Snyder fans. That's right. what it is, and it's There's, ending. And it's ending the Snyderverse. It is because people you would are think, people are stop talking. People aren't seeing the DCEU anymore. They're saying no, the I know, Snyderverse. but but the Snyder fans, you know, sorry to, if you're out there, but they're they're all talk. They're all talk. They're all this nonsense about we got to save the DCEU. We got to save this. We got to save that. Then they didn't show up for the movies. 
you want the movies to do to do well, you want it to be taken seriously, go watch them. But because Zack Snyder is not the one directing them. Right, right, right. So but I mean they 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 have they have been successful in a lot of their campaigns, I think. Yeah, they got the you Snyder know, Cut they, they 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 made a fool of the Oscars. Right. Um they they were able to get a second cut of the film to be dropped on the thing. They're they're actually I think as a, a strong vocal minority, I think that they're yes they're making things happen. They're they're loyalists to Zack Snyder. They're not loyalists to the DCEU as much as they want to pretend to be. They're not. That's why I said Snyder fans. I didn't say DCEU fans. I said Snyder fans. So what I'm saying is that this movie is bombing because of Snyder fans aren't going out to see it. Is one of the reasons why this movie right. is bombing. But also, okay. yeah. So there, we agree not, on that point, then, yeah, right? Yeah, but there's not enough okay. Snyder fans in the world that can give this movie a big box office. They could give it another thirty million, easy. Yeah, but even still, that's not enough. There's there's regular people that go out to see this movie, so like, you wanted to bring up the Ezra Miller of it all as another possible factor as to why people didn't want to see that movie. I'd like to think it's people not protesting Ezra Miller's behavior humanity re recently doesn't allow me to really think that I think that maybe they just didn't like no. him his no, portrayal of the character people, most people won't care right so we're agreeing we're agreeing yeah I don't well, think people didn't come to show no, no, to, to no. protest his behavior but here's the other other hand of that he, uh, Ezra hasn't been able to do promotion for the movie they're the star right. of the movie other right. people have had to pick up the slack to do promotion they had Michael Shannon. Not Michael Keaton. Not Michael, Not Michael Keaton. Who, no. who promoted this film? Michael Shannon. Who was there? Michael, Michael Shannon. Shannon was the face of it? I didn't yeah. see well, it. He talked all the crap about it. They did. He said, you know, I, I basically yeah. showed up for two weeks and I didn't love it. Yeah. No. And he said... He, he said he asked Zack Snyder for permission to do the movie because he felt bad about not doing the movie with him. You know, because he, he, it kind of like he didn't really want to do it. He kind of almost wanted an excuse to get out of it. But he did it because Zach was cool enough to give him the permission. But they had there hasn't been press junkets. They haven't done stuff to promote the movie. You know, I don't think it's the Ezra factor. I think either. part of it is this is a dead universe, right? This is the movie that's supposed to reset everything, and it's killing off the Snyderverse and everything. And people probably are just not that interested. I mean, I don't know how much Michael Keaton's Batman connects with people that are not in between my age and your age, T. Like, I remember being five years old or six years old, however old I was, uh, you know, in 89 when Batman came out and seeing it in the theaters. You know, like, you you were prime age. You were probably a teenager, right, when that came out? Uh, let me tell a story. Let me tell a story. This is a good, this is good, this is good podcast material. It was July 1989. I went to go see Batman 89 the night it opened in the theaters or, like, right around the night it opened in theaters. That's the night I lost my virginity. I did not know. Why is that a wah, wah, wah? Wait, wait, wait. I did, Why is that a wah, wah, wah? That's like a explosion, triumphant march. Like, well, fan I didn't like know. French horns blaring. Yeah. I don't know where that that's story that was going to go, but that's not where I expected. I literally, like, yeah. I, I, I checked my phone for a second. You, you guys right asked. Here, and I was no, like, we Hello? didn't ask. 
We we did not ask you you we didn't ask you, you offer a story. You, you said... voluntold that story. You you asked the context of me watching Batman eighty nine. You could have just said yeah, I was the right age. So to see so that wait movie. wait wait. If that's your story, our hold new on, listeners, our new hold listeners on, have learned so much about if you. If that's your story, this is my question. Who was more satisfied that night? You seeing Batman or the girl that you were with? Oh, I was awful. I was awful. It was it was like, you know, r- r- for rookie's first step back, you know? Did you go out on the exact release date? I, I can't remember, but I, I know that was like, we were waiting in line. I think it was the night of. Okay, because that like was that, that yeah. was approximately June. No, well, not approximately. Exactly June twenty third, nineteen eighty nine. We could have recorded three days ago, and, and it would have been <laughs> your thirty second anniversary. It would have been amazing. Thirty third anniversary, whatever it is. <laughs> Batman made it happen oh, for me. Oh, Batman God. made it happen. Oh lord. So okay. All right, let's let's recollect our thoughts. Okay. All right, all right. That's good. This is good content. That's good I've, podcast I've content. Come on, guys. Plot. I've lost the plot of what I was going <laughs> to go with because Jesus Christ. 1989 was a number of another summer. Where's your ticket? Hear the drummer get wicked. Spade, continue. Uh, what I was trying to say is that I don't know how much Michael Keaton's Batman connects with people that are not in between our age group, right? Like, Ariana, you're too young to remember Michael Keaton. And, not really. You didn't go. Not really. I mean, how like, old were when, you in 1989? Well, I wasn't alive when the movie. Uh, negative one. All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I'm not gonna. Pr- but I watched that movie. I watched Batman and Batman Returns a lot, a lot as a kid. I watched it very often on cable or on on network TV on whatever it was showing. I definitely watched it a lot. So I have, and I watched um, Batman the Animated Series. It had the same music. Right. You know, all that stuff I really connected with. So I, I definitely connected with Michael Keaton's Batman, and I was excited to see him. And I love Michael Keaton. He's fantastic. He's so solid in this movie. He's so good. You want to know my favorite thing about him in this movie that I'm just, like, very happy uh, about? He still can't move his neck. He still has to do a whole body shift when he's shooting the grappling gun up. I'm like, yes. In, in this universe, they still didn't Excellent. solve the head-turning Excellent problem. Excellent work here. No, no, no. It's good. I'm, gr- I'm but no, happy. All right. So so you, you bring up a good point because you were born in 1990. So these movies came out in 89 and I think 92, 93, something like that. The next Batman movie yeah. that came out was in 2005, 6 with Batman Begins, right? So a lot of people. No, uh, you're forgetting. You're forgetting the Schumacher ones. Let's. Those are the ones I was the right, right. age for. Yeah, I, I did forget those. You're, you're right, but it, it wasn't. That was a continuation of those Batman's. It wasn't like like no one ever talks about Val Kilmer and George Clooney. Just before we get into completely like, because I mean I loved Michael Keaton here. Highlighted a movie, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the the um two years ago when people said. Oh, superhero fatigue, superhero fatigue. I didn't feel, I was like, are you kidding me? Look at these box offices, blah, blah, blah. So I have no, there's no such thing. Um, You guys are just, but I, you know, the last few films, like I felt, I felt it maybe during Guardians of the Galaxy. And I think that maybe, I think if somebody like me who has a podcast, who participates in a podcast like this is feeling a little bit, of superhero fatigue and the kind of 
multiverse fatigue other people were talking about is like every single one's about the multiverse all of a sudden which it seems like it is yeah it is it it definitely feels like it's basically the gimmick at this point where all of them are like that except for guardians guardians avoided that the dc earth one earth two uh earth prime earth x you know i um you know, I've, I've been dealing with that, you know, thinking about that since the early 80s. I'm glad they're getting around to it. Um, I did feel him during a couple of Marvel films. Now, having said that, o- overall, overall, I mean, do you guys, did you guys enjoy this movie? Actually, yeah. I liked it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, but, you know, I, I I think I do feel uh, 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 a little bit of superhero fatigue. And I, and I want them to be good. I mean, I... I, I don't I'm not going to go see Blue Beetle in the theater even if you guys are like blah 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 and you guys are really have to talk me into going to Aquaman in the theater. I mean part of it is my own life circumstance right now um about my my you know I don't have the kind of time I used to but like I think another thing is why one of the things that caused this one to bomb and I think it it's part of the calculus of it is every person that I spoke to who said they they didn't see it because I'm asking I don't ask randoms on the street I'm asking people who regularly go watch superhero films they're like I'm gonna watch that on streaming they're not gonna make it to the theater for this one a lot of people I think a lot of people are watching it I, streaming. I think streaming is the preferred option now like these movies are coming out so fast like Fast and the Furious came out the beginning of May or the, the middle of May it was on streaming like Three weeks later, you know, and that's supposed to be one of the biggest movies of the summer, you know. You don't even know how long I had to wait for The Empire Strikes Back to come out on VHS. It used to be six months. It was like a six months turnaround where the movie came out in theaters and then was released on home video. Three years. It was three years. Well, back in the 80s. It was like three years. It was really crazy. Um, or something like that. It was over a year. It was over a year. Um, but, but all right, listen, um, we're we're twenty minutes and we didn't even talk about the movie yet. Let, let's talk about the movie. I, I thought I thought it was a lot of fun. I had a great time. There are, um, I, I there are there's the, the big elephant in the room with the CGI that I'm sure we're going to talk about. But I mean, beyond that, Michael Keaton was on. I thought that um, I thought that uh, um, people are saying about its structure, I thought it flowed pretty quickly and going through. I thought it was well paced. A lot of people are complaining about this film in general, but the complaints that they have, I don't really agree with any of them. You know, like like you're saying, yeah, like what you were saying. Which complaints specifically? they They were saying the complaints and the stories all over the place and it's hard to follow and two Ezra's are annoying. And Batman's all right, and I'm like, I actually thought the two, the two flashes, two Ezras, I'm, I think they're the best part of the movie. I, I think it's a real shame that Ezra is such an emotional terrorist because I'm like, oh my god, what a really great performance this is. Like, it's not easy playing two parts convincingly, and like having both of them on screen at the same time look so convincing and play off each other really well. It really, really works. Like that to me is one of like, is by far the best part of the movie for me. Even even with the annoying younger Ezra, because I'm like, yeah, that's the point. And I've never liked this character. 
I've never liked Ezra as the Flash until this movie. I, th- I think you did a good job. I think everything you're saying, I agree with 100%. The only thing I would say is, again, with the CGI, they didn't shoot those scenes twice. They had somebody else right. standing there. There were definitely some scenes CG- where you had... And they um, CGI'd like his face wonky, in there. There's some wonky face replaced stuff, especially when, right, when, right. And when I was the mask like, is on. You can see it. Because... There's all kinds of tech to do that. There's all kinds of... And, and, and we're talking about not CGI. We're talking about old school filmmaking techniques that you do two people in a scene and in, in the shots that that they could have done. But you know what it does? It takes time. And time is a budget thing because it's going to take five times longer to shoot a scene than it... Five to ten times shorter to lose a, shoot a scene. So that's why they didn't do it. And that's why put they put that face replacement in there. And I think Ezra was doing really good up until... Except those times when I'm like conscious that it's a CGI face. Someone pointed out that the Flash TV show started... Did basically the same storyline and ended in between the time it took for the Flash movie to be announced... And to finally be released. Yeah. Right. This know? was supposed to like kick off the universe. This movie has been in de- back in originally. I mean, it was this. This was in development hell for the longest time, and it went through like multiple writers and multiple directors. And I think that can show. I think it shows that there were a lot of different cooks in the kitchen. I think by the final product, and I think the final product is good. Like I, I really, I had a good time with this movie, but I, I, I can see why it didn't. It's, it's, it's not. As impressive as 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 I think it, it it could it could be or it should have been, especially in comparison to Across the Spider Verse, it came out the week before, you know, and that movie is also a multiverse movie, and it just it feels so much more, just story wise, ambitious and different and emotionally, a lot. Um, I know you guys don't read anything Facts. I send you. That's a fact. But I... <laughs> did you see? Did you hear that pause? She just says, I know you guys don't read anything I send you. Did you see? You, did I, did I you think, notice I that? I picked spade? up on it. I did. I, if, if I did, it wasn't on purpose. But my point is, you guys don't read anything I send you. <laughs> That's also a fact. Again. I, I, I guess we can call this a note. This is a note that I noticed when I watched the movie. But this movie and Across the Spider-Verse are like the exact opposite in a thematic sense so like when you think of across the spider-verse the whole the the emotional crux of that movie is miles saying i'm not going to be what everybody wants me to be everybody's saying that i have to have a relative die for me to be spider-man i have to have an uncle ben die i have to have a uh uh, Gwen Stacy's right. dad die, you know, to be that equivalent. I have to be that to be Spider-Man. If not, it, it doesn't count or it, it's not a canon event or whatever. And he's just like, no, that's my dad. I, 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 I don't accept that, you know? And then this movie, we have Ben Affleck's Batman, which is, hey, a great return to see. Good for Ben Affleck to come we back. We were robbed of a Batflack film. He was awesome in this movie. He's really good throughout. I know people give him crap all the time, but I really like his portrayal of Bruce Wayne, and I thought his Batman was great. And, yeah, the fact that he's not coming back anymore is kind of disappointing. And he even said he's more comfortable playing the character now than he was when he started. So yeah. I, 
well, and it shows. Well, well, he had to work on some stuff, so he had to he had to he had to work on some stuff. So that that's obviously more important than any 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 movie part. So, but still good to see him back in this movie. But he puts the thematic uh, points in this movie where he goes, "Our scars make us who we are," and that's that's what you know we associate the most with Batman. Batman is Batman because his parents died. You know, and the whole lesson that Barry had to learn in this movie is that he couldn't save his mom. His mom had to die as much as he wanted to save her. And it's kind of, you know, and, and the movie makes the exact point. opposite. It's the exact Spider-Bear, opposite. So. And it's because it's just kind of like strange. It does. It, it, and I get the point that they're making, but it's kind of sad. It feels it doesn't feel as powerful as 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 what Spider-Verse did, um, just because it's kind of like, oh, and I have problems with with um the 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 solution that this movie takes but i don't i i, I don't know if i want to get into that right now before you guys because i've been talking for for quite a bit but i mean he, here's the problem right so the two things that that we said we liked a lot are ben affleck's batman and michael keaton's batman this is a movie called the flash and the flash isn't even top yeah. priority right, 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 you right. know what i mean I, I like I think like I said I think the Flash is the best part of this movie but I know you guys are here for the Batman part of things you know Well I mean I'm here for the story that they're telling right and the story that they told the highlights of it are all the Batman stuff which is not ironic that yeah. the director of this movie his next movie is going to be the Batman movie for in the DC the new D- the Brave and the, the, right, bra- the Brave, brave and the Bold, and the bold. In the new DC universe right like that's his next film I hope they do a different Batman every single time It seems like they might right it's gonna be a lot, yeah. Give Clooney another chance. Give Batfleck a chance. Give you know, just go boom, boom, boom. Go through. Give a new person. There's questions about that in terms of the end, which I don't know if we want to get into that right now. We won't. Uh, let's get let's get into the CGI and let's get out of the CGI. Um, it was a choice. Uh, the CGI. The CGI. It was. It was not. That was, was not a choice. And whoever says was, it was a choice is lying to you. It, it, that it, was. That was around the time the CGI is getting done with all that stuff is when they're canceling Batgirl. They were pulling all the plugs. They were pulling every single plug. And then, then people are like, well, why don't, um, why, why doesn't, uh, um, uh, why don't they just cancel it like they did the Batgirl film? Right. When, when, all the, when Ezra was getting all that heat, everyone was just like, right, well, right. that's not why, fair. Why don't they just wrap it up and take the tax write off right that's why they that's why they supposedly you know it's it, it was it was better finances to just pull the plug on the Batgirl movie but then somebody said maybe in the contract somebody would have had an actor would have had points in the box office and then you're starting to think of who would have that well maybe Michael Keaton right well Michael Keaton was supposed to be in Batgirl right and there were there were stakes on the Kevin Smith podcast this week he said that this movie relied on what they were going to do next. Have you heard what the next thing was going to be? No. no. Batman Beyond with Michael Keaton as as Bruce Wayne. Is that right? Yeah, but I heard that they did a lot of that in Batgirl. That the kind of the Batman Beyond story was the was the was was kind of like do they did that they kind of like copied and pasted this on top of Batgirl. This was in addition to that though, and this is coming from I forget the guy's name. But, like, Kevin Smith w- was talking to this guy's son, and he's, like, he's a reliable source because his father has been a producer 
on every single Batman project since Michael Keaton's Batman in 1989. So if that's what he's saying, he said that basically he didn't go to the premiere because he was watching the box office numbers and uh, and the tracking data to see if they were going to eventually make the Batman Beyond movie. So while Michael Keaton was in Batgirl, this was definitely in addition to that. The CGI was awful. That wasn't a choice. They pulled funding. That was and if and if somebody did a choice with the what the whatever the uh, the time bowl. What did they call it? The time the bowl. The chrono bowl. Where, where we, the chrono bowl, right? That if they were saying, well, it was an artistic well, choice and, and to show. Andy from- Muschietti, the director, said that that was that was art that was on purpose, like as an artistic choice. I I he, I, I think he had to say that. I think he had to say it. I think I mean, it's I think a lie. He, I, obviously, he's going to say that as a director, and he wants to. Right. You know, he doesn't want to throw right. anyone under the bus because obviously that all. When, when I was watching the movie, I I remember thinking, I'm like, this looks weird, but I get it. He's running through the speed force, and he's going through this stuff, and that's what the faces are going to look like. Now, when you get to the end and all the cameos start showing up, I'm like, this stuff does look weird. It's ghoulish. No, it was with the baby shower. The baby shower is when I was like, what is this? Because they look, they look, I mean, people were making jokes online. My thing was, I made it to you guys, Matrix 2, but I heard it looked like Scorpion King. I I said Scorpion King. I was like, this is full Scorpion King territory. I totally forgot about the whole baby sequence until you guys just brought it up. Right, right. It was awful. It was, I was thinking like uh, a shark boy and lava girl, you know? Not even that bad. Not even that bad. And here's the thing, because even Shark Boy and Lava Girl, you can say like that. That's a choice. All that is like extreme like choices. Even Scorpion King, you can excuse it because that came out in two thousand. Right, the technology at the time was you know? the technology. But we're at the in twenty. Right. So right. So there's two reasons why it's not. Two reasons why it's not a choice. One, the baby shower wasn't in the tech mobile. Two, I'm going to say a different kind of ball. That, <laughs> Every time. That's, a, that's, an, old, that's an old I reference. That's an old that. reference. It's a sport ball and a video game reference, T. Combined into one. I don't even know if Ariadne got Tecmo that Mobile. reference. We played so much Tecmo Bowl, Super Tecmo Bowl. Reference, um, yeah. um, and then, And then, if it's an artistic choice, if it's, it's a design choice, somebody needs to be fired. That person should never work in the industry again because you can go in and you're going to, we're going to do it differently, like like Spider-Verse, like this, like all these things. We're going to show it come out differently, right? So we're going to let you understand that this is potential future, so it's not going to look super realistic. And what did they do? They did Matrix 2, the Matrix 2 here, fight let, with Agent Smith. Let's get into some of that. So we're, we're talking about the cameos at the end of the movie. So this is major spoilers. If you're, if you're this far wait, along. Wait, wait, wait. I have, I have, wait, wait. But wait, I have a story about All the right, CGI. Well, I mean, this okay. maybe can go into it. Well, I, I know several people, like a handful of people that went to advanced screenings for this movie. Some people saw it at like some con like six months ago. And then for the past like month and a half, they've been doing early screenings of the movie. Right. And they cut it off up to, up, up to the very end, like, you know, before they show. And I'm going to get into that because supposedly there was a totally different ending that was shot. Right, but right. a lot of people said, or I know at least two people that said that when they watched it, they, they noticed that the CGI looked unfinished. And they're thinking like, okay, the movie doesn't come out for a, a little while. They'll probably fix it by the time it comes out. And then when it did come out, they basically said this looked exactly the same. Nothing was changed from when they saw it months ago to several weeks ago. And some, you know, they're, they're, a lot of times they're fitting things up to like the week of the movie being released. Plenty of, you know, movies and studios do that. 
Um, but I, I wonder if I saved it because somebody online who said they worked on the movie basically said that they weren't given time. There wasn't enough time to do things properly, which has been a problem throughout a, most of these big budget movies. You know, when something looks bad or when something looks wonky or something looks dark and muddy or, or ugly, it's because somebody wasn't given the time to do the work properly and somebody signed off on it and said, good enough, print it. Right, and not not in terms of time, in, the, in terms of, oh, the, 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 the premiere date is coming up, we got to rush it. No, it was funding dried up. They didn't pay us for enough time to go and do that because yeah. this thing had been, like you're saying, had been in the can. Very, you know, there's, of course, there's changes all the way up to the end, but they said good enough a long, long time ago. They, they said the people are coming for Michael Keaton. That's fine. But it's just like you need everything to work for it to wow people. You want to wow people. And I don't know if anything truly wowed me in this movie. No, no there was no wow moment. No, right. It's, you know, it's, it's shocked it's, with it's, the cameos, right? right. That, no, that's, there's no... that's what it is. Right, right. I had one, I had one wow moment, but I also kind of knew about it in advance because the director spoiled it. Before the movie even came out, what, which wow, mo- which wow, wow moment? Well, is this? Well, should we uh, spoiler alarm? If people are listening this far along, they, they know. Yeah, they should have been gone already. The one uh, cameo the director um, gave up in advance of the movie was Nicolas Cage. Oh, I didn't. I'm glad um, I didn't know about he didn't that. Really I'm glad do- I didn't know about that. Yeah, I didn't know about that either. And I'm, you know what's funny? He actually shot on set, so like, why did he look so terrible? If you terrible? have him there and you shoot. That's that's exactly what I'm saying. Why, why he, would you put why those filters did he on, look, on him? But he looked completely... I understand... Oh my gosh, do you guys hear all this? That's thunder, right? Yeah. All right. You're well, going to well, turn into the flash is when the lightning hits. Yeah, well, that's... Yeah, that's got a thunder. Listeners, if you're hearing, we have a thunderstorm happening, so... They had the opportunity to have Nicolas Cage talk to Michael Keaton's Batman, the two the two Tim Burton things. They didn't take that opportunity. Why? Because they were on their way out. No, no, no. You know what they did take the opportunity to do was fulfill John Peter's prophecy. You guys know that story, I'm sure, right? Yeah. Make Superman fight a spider. And Make Superman fly, fight a giant spider. Yeah, like, it can't have a cape. You know, that's that's basically the, the famous story that Kevin Smith tells about the producer John Peters. John Peters, who was a producer on the original 89 Batman and Batman Returns. He was a producer on Superman uh, Lives, I think is what it was supposed to be called. Right? Yeah. And, yeah, the one with Nicolas Cage and yeah, the Tim and, Burton Superman. Yeah, yeah. And Kevin Smith was, was writing a... I, I don't know if he was the official writer for the movie, if he was doing a spec script, I don't know what. But John Peters said to him, he only thing he wants is that Superman fights a giant spider um and of course that movie never happened and then the giant spider idea got recycled into wild 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 west so yeah um but they had Nicolas cage fight a giant spider in this movie which made me laugh quite a lot because you know that that's a deep cut story you have to be in the know to understand that reference but it's a reference that falls on maybe like 90% of people who would never understand that unless they looked into like a one of like those uh easter egg videos, you know. There were there were a lot of choices with the with the credits or with the with the cameos and almost everyone I've talked to have said that it's basically ghoulish, you know, in terms of how it looked and I guess the context 
of how they appeared in the movie because it felt just kind of like here's some intellectual property you recognize. I mean, I, I like the Christopher Reeves one. I, I have to be honest with you. I thought the him and right. him and Helen Slater. Someone pointed out that there's more dead Superman in this movie than alive ones. And it's just like, it feels like there's a missed opportunity to have, uh, what's his name? There's more dead Superman than Flashes. Well, what's his, what's his name from um, Smallville? Tom Welling? Tom Welling. Well, Tom Welling, Dean Cain. Oh, fuck um, Dean Cain. Brandon well, Routh. Well, we can leave right? Dean Cain. Yeah, leave, because, you leave, you know. leave. let's cancel him. And this, he's canceled for this podcast. <laughs> but no, but like, that's, but, it's still a fair point. But these are all Superman that, were, that are alive, right? They didn't even have the animated Tim Daly Superman. You know, meanwhile, we watch Across the Spider-Verse. You see they had the the the, the Spider-Man cartoon. Every Spider-Man cartoon, I think, showed up in, in, in that movie. Right. But they pulled the plug on this. You know what I mean? They they really pulled that they were they were building up. They signed the contracts. They did the thing. They started going strong. And then everything they you know, what was it? The change of hands. Right. You remember all the details to that. The change of hands at Warner Brothers. Yeah. And I mean, the, the, the one that surprised me the most, because I was I was kind of like expecting almost everyone else. The one that surprised me was George Reeves. That's the one that kind of surprised me, especially because, like, the story behind his life is so, like, dark. Right. But it's kind of, you know, interesting, too, because Ben Affleck has played George Reeves right. in a movie. And they have that great scene where he was with the kid. I didn't see the film, but there's that great scene. Yeah. I've seen the, the great scene with the kid who held a gun to him. And he goes, can I shoot you, Superman? And then, like, George Reeves, and it's based on a true story. And, and George Reeves is there dressed as Superman doing like a promotional thing with kids. Is it a real gun or a toy gun? He doesn't know. And the kid, oh. the, the George Reeves is like freaking out. goes, why would you want to shoot me? And, and like it could bounce off and hit somebody else. And it's like this whole thing. It's a really good scene. It's a really good scene. I mean, I know a lot about George Reeves. And, you know, he famously, he, 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 he was a smoker, but he said that he tried really hard to never smoke around kids. So that way they wouldn't see him smoking and and he committed suicide you know yeah he he died he died tragically and there's a lot of speculation as to why he died and you know stuff like that is complicated there's never an answer right, 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 right. as to why but there's some you know popular th or ideas or theories that he died because he was pigeonholed in his career people only saw him as superman right. he he couldn't really get work you know another idea is that he couldn't live up to this ideal of Superman. He could never be as as amazing or as good as Superman. And look at this. Um, we're talking about Batman. We're talking about Superman. You know who we're not talking about? Yeah, we're not even talking about The Flash. We're not talking no. about The Flash. The Flash. Right? Wait, while we're on the subject of all the cameos and stuff, as you're naming the names, and, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, Adam West is in there also, but aside from Nicolas Cage, is everybody in that cameo section, are they all dead? Helen Slater's alive. Be, okay, so besides her and Nicholas Cage. Then there was Golden Age Flash, which was some actor from the TV series that was there for a second. No, you know what I heard about that? That you're talking about the, the one with the, the top hat, right? Running. Right. Just Golden Age Flash, right, right. Jay Garrick, Golden Age Flash. Yeah, Golden Age Flash. So there's apparently someone who played him on the TV show, right? And they asked if, if he played him in the movie, and he said no. And what they said was it's a composite of all these people that have apparently played the flash and it's actually a cgi creation and not a real person it's not an actor in that role that's the rumor going around it all feels incredibly artificial it was profoundly uncreative they just stood there 
Like it could it could have been just photographs. You know what they, I mean? It could just they been just showed up to show up. Right, you know? right. They didn't have a line. They didn't do anything that you know. But I see Christopher Reeve as Superman, and I don't care. You could probably get somebody who's better, maybe if you're lucky. But it'll never be better for me. You know what I mean? When I saw the movie, that's what I told you. That was the one that I saw that that got me. I'm like, that's pretty cool. But you know what gets me is that instead of having like these ghoulish like CGI, why don't they just show footage from these movies right, that right, they're right. in? Like show actual footage. Think about it. WB is celebrating a hundred years this year. This could have been like it could have been a sizzle reel for them as a studio, even just within a movie showing footage of all these heroes you know and even you know they got Nicolas Cage you know still they could have had you know put him in an actual suit they could have just de-aged him instead of creating him or even just have him be old let him be Nicolas Cage like we all know how Nicolas Cage looks like and, and there's this problem with the I think the the design of uh the Thunderdome and the design problem is that it <laughs> The flashes, they run. Tina Turner's, they sing. Right. And they're stuck on this place. They should have been running through these timelines, not standing there passively watching them. And and, and I'm going to give credit where credit is due to, to Mr. Sunday Movies when they said this, is that they should have been running through scenes. Oh, right. They, they used Michael Keaton, uh, not Michael Keaton, uh, Adam West as a... Right, right, example, right, right. Just like running by him, by, trying to get yeah. rid of the bomb, or Superman fighting Dark Superman yeah. in the garage. Right. What? Or like yeah. how how they would climb sideways up a building. Right, you know? right, 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 right. Stuff like like, that. like run, run like there, by them. There could have been an opportunity for whimsy for for. Right, that you know. it could have been amazing. Yeah. The CGI is terrible, and I'm going to repeat this: that they said it was a choice. It was a choice to go low budget on it. But having said all this, I had a really good time at the theater. I had a really good time at the theater. I liked I liked this better than Shazam. Yeah. I liked uh the, I liked this better than Black Adam. I, I I will say though that I don't get why Zod is in this movie. Like I really don't. I really I liked what they don't. did. I really liked what they did with this. And this is why. Here, this is why. It feels like, oh my gosh, are they going to be completely uncreative and the whole thing is going to be the the the, fi- the final big fight is going to be this thing but then it falls apart they they don't defeat zod you no, no matter how, how many, many times time they, they, they it's a, they they're still, still screwing up. up they're they're in they're in the one universe where zod wins no matter what happens i kind of i didn't know how, i thought that they were going to go just the regular paint by numbers way they get to defeat zod right cuz supergirl dies Batman dies. You're like they're gonna go back and they're, they're gonna, gonna go fix back and, they're fi- and then they and don't. Then they don't. And then they don't. Right. I, and I like, even though the 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 um, you know, Dark Flash or Professor Zoom or whoever he really you know, it turns out to be reverse very, Flash, You know, all the different kind of time created flashes. Um, that he came back. I I I, I like that he was destroyed by it. I don't know if I 100% like the design. He looks like man in suit, like he was about to fight Godzilla, but like. See, I did like that, though, because every part in him was a different piece of him being stabbed. Right, right, right. You know, so I, I did actually kind of like that. Because he, he did look like Doomsday, kind of, you know what I mean? That's yeah, that's what, what I was thinking. I was the the comic like, book, yeah. the comic book version of Doomsday, anyway. But, yeah, I mean, I enjoy that. Like, 
and to your point, like some of that stuff in the final battle was cool, seeing them work with each other, you know, and, and even Barry giving old Barry the the save one person speech that you know right, Batman right. gave him in the in Justice League. I thought was a nice touch, and you know the, the the scene where they're running and you know their feet touch and everything, and they they go back the other way. I thought it was pretty cool. Looked looked awesome. Batman dropping the bombs on everybody. I have a question about Dark Flash though, like that scene where he has all the stuff sticking out of him that still wasn't ezra that was a different actor right i think it was ezra just all cgi'd and prosthetic no. too i think just this... you know you know who i think it is because i noticed in the credits i noticed in the credits somebody got a thank you you know how they have a list of people that they think you know uh-huh. i mean and he might have had a body have, double have... like like mando or something like that right you know who i think it was because i noticed somebody got a thank you and I think this was the actor, but for some reason, like, it's not listed on their IMDb, but I'm almost certain that this is them because I saw their name. I was like, oh, I guess that's who they played. It was Nicolaj Coster-Waldo, um, Jamie Lannister. Oh, no, 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 no. It's he's he's in the scene where Flash is running through and he steals the pizza out of the guy's hand. Oh, is that him? That's him. Oh, okay. I could have sworn. Yeah. I was just like, I was like, I was like, is that Ezra? I was like, that can't be. It's it. It looked like a totally different, yeah. like an old. It is. Like... It's just really CGI to look older, and he's got the scar in his face and, okay. and stuff. Okay. All right. Yeah, then never mind. All right, but I yeah. noticed that. Good, I noticed good try, that. Though. Thank you. All right. Well, that's the thing. I was just like, huh? Is that them? It was hard to see. Oh, oh, talking about actors, and let's go the one of my favorite actors of all time, Maribel Verdú from Pan's Labyrinth. What played the mom? Oh, I I'm st- mom. oh I'm in love with her. She's the best. I the, wish the she had that, more. That was killed. That no one seemed to really care about who killed her. No one. Cared oh right, who like who's he's like you you got you got to well, take that full circle, insane... right? No, but that's that's an insane thing to like leave out of this movie. Because the thing if, is, if it were... winds up that it should have been young Flash that kills the mom. You know, and and he all of a sudden understands what he well, did. Well, I don't wrong. get this. I don't. I don't get that choice because here's the thing, right? The movie ends with Barry fixing the camera so that way the alibi for his dad. No, he doesn't fix the camera. He puts the can. Oh, he of puts the can the up shelf. so he can look up yeah. at the camera. Right, right. So then right. the alibi, the alibi is proven that he wasn't there. Wouldn't that alibi have been proven in the first case? before like he could have saved his dad from going to jail for 20 years instead of just time doing travel. It at the... this is time travel no i to... know but it's just like but i'm like oh i thought that was what was going to happen that he saved his dad at least from going to jail that's what i thought was going to be the thing but then i don't understand how you're a superhero and you're not like we got to catch the bad guy who killed my mom right, instead right, of just right, like right. stopping it's, it's, and find who killed it and and you're in a movie with michael keaton Michael Keaton, Batman, they say in the movie, world's greatest detective. Batman, do detective stuff. This is what I, this is what he's supposed to do. And instead, why can't you just go, hey, can you help detect who might have killed my mom? And then it could have been this great reveal where it's just like Barry. Hey, don't prove, don't you, prove my dad's innocence. Prove somebody else's guilt, right? Yeah. Exactly. And, or do both. Do both. The rumor that I think was confirmed by the director was that that was going to be the storyline of The Flash 2. But you can't presume that this is going to happen unless they greenlight unless they greenlight both movies. You can't assume that you're going to like, right. look, look at everything that's happened. So now you have this dangling participle 
of a movie that has a that has this mystery question that it never gets answered and nobody even brings it up nobody is even curious about it it's yeah, it was weird. No, it I mean, is, everybody, everybody thought it. No, everybody's like, what happened? Who, so who killed his mom? Like, and, and I usually don't like yeah. complaining about plot holes. I don't like complaining about plot holes. It's a big one. It's a big one. It's a plot tunnel. It's a plot this, tunnel. This is, this is an actual plot hole. Most plot, plot holes are, are not plot holes. Right. This is yeah. definitely one so of them. So let's go back to some of the actors that were in here. I think uh, Sasha Kaye. I, I don't know how to pronounce her name. Supergirl, she was great. I didn't oh, Supergirl. Like she no, was fine. She did. She did. She fine. She did fine. She did fine. They needed. They needed I, I to get. They, it, I don't I think, think it was her fault. That's in the fault of the script. They didn't give her anything other than they, stuff to punch. They should have. So got... Ariadne, let, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Is the problem with her that by the time she shows up, you were just over and done with all the pandering nepotism in the no. movie? No. All, all right. The, you, the cameos are you and happy? all that kind of stuff. <laughs> are you happy you got that out? It's going to be one dropped every anyway. podcast, I, I think. Am. Oh, oh. I am. But but hold I on am. a second. So this is an actual. This is a more of a heartfelt emotional question. So, Spade, um, did you feel a greater um, uh, connection with the Flash character because he lost a tooth? <laughs> I didn't. I, I was like, I couldn't. I was trying to I, think of a joke. That's the best I came up with. Because <laughs> so I'm like, I'm that, like, that's the, good. He's I, standing there at the. Uh, he said he lost his tooth, and he's standing there at the end. I'm like, that's Spade. <laughs> so, so this isn't something we've brought up on the podcast before. So I, I had to have surgery, and I had to have a tooth removed. <laughs> Um, basically without a tooth, I have a fake one that I wear right now. When the Flash's tooth fell out, yes, I did find that funny. Yes, I did enjoy that. Yes, I knew you guys were going to laugh for sure. You know, but you know, you know, what's another great scene that I thought was really funny is the scene where Barry loses his powers. He does the pose where he's about to run fast. And of course it's like a, it's an obvious joke, but they make fun of that pose every time. They they make fun of his weird running. They make fun of his, make fun of the weird running. Let me get, let me get a couple of these actors out. All right. Cause I said Maribel Verdu, what was it? Amores Pedros or Itumami Tambien? Which one was she in? But I forget. I always mix the names of the. You said Pan's Labyrinth. Pa- she was in Pan's Labyrinth, right? She's she's like uh-huh. an amazing she, actress. She's she's also been yeah. in other movies. I think right. is the point okay. she's making. Then oh, okay. the the other one is Sorsha Monica Jackson. She's the blonde girl who says, "I'm Batman," right? She is great in this television show called Dairy Girls. It's it's a comedy. Oh, it's a comedy yeah, in set Girls. in the time of troubles in, in Northern Ireland. It's at, you know, in the '90s, there with all the um, the bombings and the '80s and '90s. I forget the uh, don't quote me on the 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 years, but yeah, it's like '90s. Um, it was like in the '70s, like late '70s. Did, did, I mean, it's been going on for a long time, but this is set also yeah, yeah, yeah. like it, 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 those kind of bombings were going on for decades, right? Um, uh, so yeah, Sersha uh, Monica Jackson. She is. If if you want a a, a comedy, go and 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 see uh, go and see Dairy Girls. Dairy it's Girls. just uh, it's it's the best it's the best thing. And she was she was she was. Uh, it was fun to see her in a in a in a in a big she's budget. She's one of super, the coworkers. Yeah, she's, a, she's the, the, the little blonde curl coworker, right? Who yeah, yeah. Who yeah they all yeah. woke up like hungover, right? There's your roommate, co-worker yeah. roommate, right? Yeah, and that scene was pretty funny. I thought that was funny. And that's the thing. Like, this movie was actually pretty funny. Like, I'm like, oh, I'm enjoying, like, the jokes I, in this I, I movie. I enjoyed it. They're not like, yeah. There's, there, there's so much to like in this movie, but it just, it, it just didn't, like, knock it out of the park for me, you know? 
and I gotta be honest with you, the movie I think has one of the best opening sequences in all these these movies. But the Batman chase going through town, I thought was awesome. Well, the baby shower was. Uh... Well, I mean, yeah, that that is what it is. But the rest of it's very good. Okay. Um, <laughs> I I think so. T, you you don't you agree disagree? I agree. What? He wasn't paying attention. <laughs> I I said I, the baby stuff aside, which I is very weird, but. That opening sequence with the Batman chase and everything, I think is some of the best Batman stuff we've seen since, uh, I, I, well, I, since the, the, the other Batman movie that came out last year. I want to smack every writer and or director or producer, whoever's making the decisions about a superhero film that doesn't open up with a big bang up James Bond fight action sequence opening and they gave it to us and that's what you need to do with every single one of these movies indiana jones show show us where they are take it any kind of b villain beat him the hell up and let's go it was great except for the cgi and this is what again i don't mean to continue with the cgi but back in batman um uh the, the dark knight right the dark knight the second nolan film the Joker opening sequence. That we're about here. The Joker opening sequence, but with the motorcycle, right? I saw this. Well, that's all practical, I, right? I saw this whole thing being like, oh, it's like because I saw it, and when I saw the film, I was like, wow, that they CGI'd that cape so wonderfully because with those open tires, like without any kind of thing in a cape that, like that, that would that would that would have pulled somebody off right. Of there. It didn't. <laughs> they tried it with the cape. And because it was going, it didn't get sucked in. So that's all real so cape. And I'm looking at the Batman here, and I just see, you know, cool motorcycle doing the not as cool as the Nolan one, but cool motorcycle. He's doing all this great stuff. But then I'm looking at the cape, and I'm like, oh, that's the, CGI. The cape is yeah, fake. that's CGI. It's terrible. Terrible. Yeah. I mean, it, it definitely is a difference. I mean, because obviously, like, Christopher Nolan. You can't compare Christopher Nolan as a director to what some of these guys are doing. You know, some of these guys really pale in comparison. Right, right, to right, Nolan. right. Could, yeah, they don't. You know? They don't take and the we time. We can talk about like they don't take the time. They don't take the you know. But also, Nolan is Nolan. I think ever since the Dark Knight. But Nolan's given a longer leash. It's like James He's, Cameron. Like if yeah. you're gonna tell them they're gonna do whatever they yeah. want to do, you're not gonna. Yeah. They right. demand complete creative control. You're not going to cut my budget. You're not going to yeah. do this. You're not going to do that. I'll leave your studio. They have it in the thing. You yeah, know what right. I mean? And and they're they're not worried about pleasing producers or big money people. But I'll tell you what. The the opening sequence, the, the two biggest surprises for me were Jeremy Irons showing up. I thought that was a nice surprise. And Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman, which oh, yeah. I was, was not expecting to see in this movie at all. Unfortunately, she's now just reduced to cameos at this point. She cameos in Shazam. Um, amazingly, they didn't. Pro- they didn't. Uh, what's it called? They didn't put her in a in a TV spot like they did with Shazam. <laughs> right, right, right. I guess they learned right. their and, lesson. And I know. And I'm sure you guys like the Lasso of Truth joke, even though they've yeah, been yeah. doing it for movies. They, right oh about my God. God. I, okay, it's, this it's is why I wasn't awesome. paying attention. The time of troubles, the conflicts in Northern Ireland went from the 60s to 1989. Oh. So we were both right. Oh, I'm glad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we oh, both. I'm glad you cleared that up. Right. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's important, right? Um, it's no, important. The, the, I, I did, I did like the goofy smile that Ben Affleck had when he sees um, 
Diana. He's like, he, he has that same smile that he has in Gone Girl. You know that scene in Gone Girl where he's taking a picture with the poster of his missing wife? And he has just the stupidest smile on his face. It's the exact same smile. Um, ben, uh, ben Affleck is very good at um, smiling like a douchebag, and I love it. I saw Gone Girl. I don't remember a lot of it. It was unmem- it was, it was I, unmemorable to me. I, yeah, I saw it a long time ago. I love Gone Girl. That's a great movie. That's a wonderful, wonderful movie. I mean, it's pretty. It's a messed up movie. It's messed up, but I had a good time with that movie. Let's talk about the last the, the last scene with. Uh... All right, yeah. So so all of Barry shenanigans results in a Bruce Wayne showing up. Yeah, but I have a story about that. So apparently, one one of those early screenings I was talking about. Well, one, they were stopping the ending of the movie. I think they were stopping it right before. Yeah, right. I heard um, that they stopped it as they mm-hmm. put the yeah. foot comes out. They said, right, as the car right, door right, opened. Right. Or the right. Foot. Yeah, that exactly. was that's basically the ending. But a lot of people were, were saying that I think that's what was meant to be the original ending, where it's more open-ended. Because they keep saying that this movie No, is you know resetting. what it is? I, I, heard, I heard something new recently. What, that Keaton was supposed to be the... Uh... No, they wanted Christian Bale. And he kept saying no, but they kept leaving it open for him so they could film a scene with him. Yeah. And basically, it got down to the wire, and he wasn't going to do it, so they ended up going to Clooney. Well, well and then what that, if... Clo- that's the new story and, that's being told. Well, if Clooney had said no, then they probably would have kept it that way, where it's just like the foot comes out the right. door, and Barry goes, well, who the hell are Clooney's you? Clooney's not going to say no. He does you those, know? what's those coffee commercials with the... With the, the Nespresso. Nespresso with the... I think... With, yeah, but uh, I think he penguin. owns like, stock in that. I think he has... I think he has a stake in Nespresso. Right. Like, I think that's like listen. He, he, he he's representing his brand. George George Clooney likes to have fun. He's not all uptight about oh, no. like I am a real life. You know, he's going. just like hey, you know. No, he's not. He's not. He's a very silly guy. But he's so been publicly, and I think it's kind of a bit at this point. I think he's mostly joking. But he's he 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 does a bit all the time. Now, whenever anybody asks him about Batman, he's like, "I'm so sorry about Batman." He he's had to apologize publicly for it. If you tell him you saw it in theaters, he'll give you ten dollars on the spot. Yeah, like you know, that's supposedly like a thing that he does. You know, but George Clooney is famously a prankster. He does some elaborate pranks, so he can laugh at himself. He laughs at things. He t- there's a great story he tells. I gotta share because uh, when he goes on the Graham Norton show. Oh, I have a story to tell do, about Clooney. Do you know about the Graham Norton show? No. I mean, I know, it's, I it's know really of great. the Graham. I've seen scenes from it. I. Yeah, it's a great talk show from from the UK, and it's one of my favorite talk shows ever. But there's a good story on there. I'll share it with you guys after where Clooney talks about filming the movie, and he talks about Joel Schumacher, and he has a lot of nice things to say about you know working with him. Um, and you know, me as a Batman and Robin truther, I, I, I was happy to see George Clooney and, and, you know, he's, 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 he's one of my favorite actors. He's a fun, easygoing guy, but I think this cameo broke a lot of people's brains. It pissed off the Snyder bros. They were pissed because they, they, they hate Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin is everything the Snyder bros hate. You know, I think maybe that's why I like it more than they do. That that fits your mo. Oh no, or at least why I defend it. At least why I defend it. Well, think well, think about it, Spade. I was the right age. I, for that I hate. Movie I hated Batman. So, you know. I was like, I, I I hated Batman and Robin. I I wish I had my money back, but it's not Clooney's fault. And I love Clooney. I'd love to see a Batman like a Brave and the Bold Batman Clooney one shot. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'd love to see him as Batman. 
Yeah, it would have been mean, great. I mean, I'm more than willing to admit I have nostalgia goggles for for Batman and Robin. I don't, I don't oh, think it's necessary. Of course, like I like I, Batman Forever because I yeah. was the perfect age for Batman yeah. Forever. And I don't think it's necessarily, I don't think it's necessarily great. I understand the arguments for it being bad, but I also understand there's a lot of arguments to be made about it for being part of the queer canon of movies. You know, you get a gay man to direct a Batman and Robin movie, you're gonna get some gay stuff in it. You know, so, um. That, the stuff like that, I'm like fine with, you know, as far as as interpretation goes. So here's here's the the the, the uh, George Clooney story that I have. My my brother yeah. was um, on set. I have to cl- I have to clear that he can t- we can I can tell this story. You might have to cut this. He was on set during Three Kings because my brother was working Three Kings. He was like, dressed as a dressed oh, as with, a terrorist. Um, David O. Russell with that with that David O. Russell. He was there the day they got into a fist fight. Are my you brother was there. Me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was. Te- and he was George Clooney te- kicked his ass. Yeah, too. yeah. Because David O. Russell is a, is an awful human being and treated people He's terribly. And the story that my brother understood about how things went down, based on him actually being on set, was that George Clooney just had enough and he said F- you," and then they just started. Uh, they just went at it. It was really intense. So George Clooney was like stood up for everybody else, and he, and that David O. Russell was completely abusive. Out of all the cameos in this movie, that's the only one that was actually ruined for me because another podcast that I listened to, <laughs> they said, oh, we, we got this rumor that George Clooney's Batman is going to show up in a post-credits in The Flash. But that's I think, I mean, weren't we hearing it, it everywhere? Everybody we, we was speculated about that anyway. I mean, we we kind of had but a this, feeling. This it was, was the, their source was someone who allegedly worked on the movie. So, but they didn't know if it was like legit or not. You know what I mean? And I said, ah, I'll just listen to so it. So, you know how that was spoiled for me is when, um, is when Spade texted all the Batman, how he did all the Batman. <laughs> and he didn't say both the Batman, he said all the Batman. Thanks, Spade. I was referencing uh, Michael Keaton and Ben Affleck. So, you would have so said both the Batman, not all. You don't say all for two people, you say both. All the Adam West and all that kind of stuff. We All barely got any Morrison's Adam West. Who's in this movie, right? Timur uh, Morrison. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was. A... I was like, oh, is he gonna too. be? Is he gonna be? Um, is he gonna be Captain Rex? Oh yeah, yeah. That w- your your that wife would make is the sense. queen of Atlantis. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> no, they they make a they make a fat old ugly lady joke instead. So I was like, oh god, <laughs> all right. But the, but Aquaman does show up. He gets the post credits in this movie. That was a strange. Okay, thing, though. He, here's here's my question. Here here's something i wasn't totally following so now clearly at the end of the movie um barry allen's not in the the world that we perceive to be the original world right because obviously bruce wayne he changed is bruce he wayne. changed something he disappeared bruce wayne out of existence he right. dissipated ben affleck out of existence let's say that which i right. think is what also right. pissed off the snyder bros they were mad about that the jason momoa arthur curry that's in the end scene is that meant to be aquaman or is that just a guy. I was trying to think that, but he put his face down in the water, and Barry didn't seem to w- worry about it. He goes, "I'm good right here," and then he was fine. What I heard about the scene—I forget where I heard it—probably same old pod. We probably listened to the same things. Is that they changed that last scene because it should have been Batfleck calling Flash to go get Aquaman. And they cut the part with Ben Affleck out of that scene because... They cut him from the Aquaman movie. Oh, right, because he's supposed to be in Aquaman too, right? By all accounts, he was cut. 
I mean, who knows? Maybe after this movie, they'll put him Wonder, back. Does, okay, bet's right here. Well, I guess there's no bet because we're all agree. I'm probably going to guarantee right now that Wonder Woman showing up in the Aquaman because she's like, there's a DC movie. I could be there. <laughs> so in terms of that, it's weird because Blue Beetle, right, comes out next. Which, She'll be in that they're too. saying is the first film. It, but they're saying that's the first film in, in the, 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 the James new, Gunn stuff. Ah, right? he, James he Gunn says Gunn no. Universe. The first film is Superman no, Legends. he came out and said yes. Oh, okay. No, no, no. He, he, he officially said Blue Beetle is the first film in his universe. that he's So made. you have an established Batman. Then, you have a very young Superman, but again, you have an established Batman because the joke is you, Batman's a fascist. Or right. do they cut Batman's that from the fascist. film? Well, unless they cut that out. I don't know if they're going to cut that out because that's clearly a, a character's opinion about Batman. Right. But that means that he, you're not, but that means implies, you can infer from that that it's it's a common knowledge of a Batman and he's a fascist and blah, blah, blah. So it's not like they, they're throwing it out there as a joke. So it wouldn't be like putting on the cowl for the first time Batman movie. So anyway, so that's going to be the start. And then you get the wrap up of the, the Snyderverse with Aquaman 2, which comes out in December, but there's no promotion for it yet, which is kind of weird. I thought there would have been a trailer with, with this, you know? I haven't seen... There hasn't been a single trailer, a single image, nothing. There hasn't been anything. But I have a feeling it's because there's going to be a lot of um, hate comments thrown at the movie for stupid reasons. Well, what do you mean? Do I have to explain? Uh, from from, from the, 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 the Flash or Blue Beetle? For Aquaman. Uh-oh. Think about it for a second. Who's in Aquaman 2? David Momoa. David? Jason Momoa. David's, bro- David's, David's brother. brother. <laughs> David's brother, okay. Jason Momoa. No, because of the Amber Heard of it all, you know? Oh, she's in that? People are going to be stupid about that. Yeah. I, well, terrible people are going to be stupid about it. Exactly. Terrible people are going to be stupid, but also a lot of people are terrible. They were they were particularly terrible about her. Um you know, people are tr- people treated her worse than they treated Ezra Miller. I will say that. I will absolutely say that without a doubt. But this was the nail in the coffin for the Snyderverse. I'm not going to call it the DCEU anymore. It's the Snyderverse. Yeah, I mean that's what it is. They broke it. It the Flash character broke it, and everything is tumbling through in the multiverse. Except for the, you know you know what didn't come through in the multiverse, which I thought we were going to see. Ryan Reynolds' Green Lantern. That's what I was waiting for. When they had what the about, green planet what? and everything was green as can be. Oh, that would have re- been nice. I was I, really I was, expecting him to show up. What I, I was, <laughs> Should we fess up, Spade, to what we wanted to do? Or what I wanted to do? <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so when, when T told us today that he wasn't sure if he was going to see the movie, but then he texts me on the side. He's like, I'm just messing with Ariani. I'm going to the movie. And then Ariani <laughs> texts me and goes, we should mess with T. And come up with some crazy cameos, like uh, Halle Berry's Catwoman is in this movie or something like. Ridiculous. I was gonna say Whatever Ben. I was gonna with. say Ben Affleck's Daredevil. <laughs> so so basically, we were both conspiring against each other with Spade. Yeah, I was the, I was the last one to see it. I saw it this morning at a at a ten fifteen a.m. show because it's the first day of my summer, so I was able. Was to there anybody in the theater and... with you? Not a soul. Not a soul. I was the only person there. I saw this with three other people the first day it came out. I, I had to go I had to go pee break twice because I was there and I just started drinking my soda, my soda, 
and I missed. Did they pause the movie for you? Your sodi pop? No, I wish. (laughs) I was about to call. I was going to call. Like I was thinking about calling. Can you turn the volume down? Because the sound was great, but it was just too loud. It was just they had. I had never been in a theater where the volume was this loud. It was crazy. (laughs) It was especially during the the previews. I was like, oh my gosh, can I sit here and, and and and. and, and sit through this with it being this loud. Like when they walked into Wayne Manor, I'm like, oh, they're gonna walk into Wayne Manor. Let me run because they just they're getting out of the car, and I rush in the and the and the bathroom is right across the hall from the from the theater, so I could do a really quick one. Right, um, I washed my hands, or did I? So I ran back, and they were they had not yet seen Batman yet, but they were already in the kitchen. So I missed them walking up the gate through the doors and you didn't, into the kitchen. You didn't miss anything. You it's didn't miss much. the hall where, uh, where he has the date with Vicki Vale and uh, they sit at the, the far end at a big table. Oh, That's basically here's, what you missed. Here's something I've heard some people talk about. This Michael Keaton Batman is not the same as the Tim Burton Batman. So it's just kind of like them kind of like tricking people kind of. Like obviously it's Michael Keaton, but his Gotham is not the Tim Burton Gotham. They pull some stuff, they recreate it, they have the... the Batmobile and the jet and the music and the iconography. The the Joker teeth and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and the the laughing bag and things like that, you know. So it's just like they have like little things in there, but it's just like it's it's too different. I I think they left it up to your interpretation if you want. Were they were they in his Gotham? What scene were they in? It's never explicitly. It's never no, and it doesn't look. It's you never see Gotham because they were in Metropolis. They were in his Metropolis, but I don't remember them being in his. Yeah, but who knows what Metropolis is? Gotham either. And then they said, "Oh, because the house is different, but because of uh, Michael Weitzner, right? His 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 uh, architectural digest, the guy who was in uh, City Without Walls, the board member of mine, where he did all the Batman, uh, uh, Wayne Manors." Is that they had two different Wayne Manors? Oh yeah, they don't. They look different between movies. They don't match up. Yeah, between movies, so it doesn't matter. So by that logic, the Batman of Batman and the Batman of Batman Returns, two different Batman, both played by Michael Keaton. So there's three Michael Keaton Batmans. How about that? How about that? The scene at the end when Barry and his mom are having their their heart to heart in the supermarket. Mm-hmm. Do you think she knew that that was him? I don't know. Yeah. Emotionally, yeah. I don't know if I can say for sure. They didn't. Th- the writers didn't think about it. They were just wanted the scene, and they wanted him to say goodbye. Which she was knew a nice something scene. Something was up. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was the best scene in the movie. To be yeah. honest with you. You know. You know what I think about this movie as a whole. If every movie was as consistent in a DCEU as this movie, I think it would. I think the DCU would have been in a better place than it is. Like, it's kind of sad that this movie is pretty much the last, like, big hurrah they're going to have. It depends, I guess, on how Aquaman 2 performs. I'm looking forward to it because I love Aquaman. But this this movie is definitely, like, its last, like, big event tentpole. And it's kind of sad that I, I wish all of them were as good as this one, you know? And that's and that's and that's admitting that the movie is flawed. It's not perfect by any means, but this movie is just as good as any of the, you know, middle of the road Marvel movies we've seen. That's what I was gonna say. That's the exact yeah. words I would have said. Yeah. It's like a middle of the road Marvel yeah. movie. And, and, and I, I think I think it's better than Quantum Mania. I think it's better than Love and Thunder. It's a good time. I I I'm, I'm telling pe- I'll tell people to stream it. I think. Maybe don't go to the theater because of Ezra Miller, but, but well, that's know. that's people's own choice to make. Right, right. 
But my suggestion, well, I, I'm not telling anybody to do, obviously, people could do what they want, right? But what my, my recommendation yeah. would be. I saw this with the free ticket, you know, so I didn't have to pay. So I guess whoever got, you know, I guess Cinemark paid for me to see this movie. I would have waited for streaming because I, I imagine, I mean, I yeah, wanted to see it. It's going to be out next week. Probably. Yeah. Or it wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have had to wait. Even if it did well, I wouldn't have had to wait for more than a couple Yeah, but months, it's just like, it's know, kind of crazy how, like, I would expect you of all people to run out to see Michael Keaton Batman. Right. And I did. And I wanted you did not. to. And that was, <laughs> it took I was you torn. a week and a half to see it. <laughs> I know your life circumstances yeah. are different. I'm, yeah, I'm just, no, I'm just I, busting I, your balls. No. But, you know, I would think, like, yeah, yeah. you know, you would, you would put everything aside to at least give three hours to see because that's the thing like you feel like this is supposed to be some big event it's three hours it's an hour there hour back to half an hour of credits <laughs> it's like five hours plus the trailers right oh i have a question do you think they made a mistake putting michael keaton in the trailers no no but i think they made a mistake putting Kara Zorel in the trailers I think they right. should have hit. They should have hit Supergirl. That would have been a nice twist to learn that it's not Clark, that it's her. They should have hit Supergirl, right? You know what my problem is with Supergirl, is that they put in just some random actress. You know, we don't have. What, what does she have to do with the multiverse? We don't know this actor. It should have been. Right. It should have been. I'm mad, and I know we're still talking, but I'm actually like mad that that none of the CW, DC characters are in this where's all the arrowverse people where's gustin grant where's where's the 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 guy that plays green arrow where's Mo- grant grant gustin yeah Gust, right. yes yeah what did i say gustin grant oh, i'm sorry switch that so yeah i think supergirl should have been melissa benoist i think that's who plays her on the cw benoist. show yeah, benoist. benoist you're butchering all these names aren't you? you're just so disrespectful i right i've, now, I've so turned into no, i've turned into tea Anyway, um, <laughs> I, you know what? Speaking about Melissa Benoist, I think she was really good as Supergirl because she had this kind of vibrancy, joyful energy. Yeah, 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 yeah. This, I, they, I, she was really. Meanwhile, was, this one, she's as dour as as if, if Zack Snyder directed her, and <laughs> and she fit the bill, right? Yeah, and, and her haircut was so similar to to young Ezra's that they just kind of like looked a little samey right, like they right. had like the same profile yeah. and i'm just like i i just i didn't like i didn't like her no no hate to the actress i mean good the suit for her. design was great i think i think she did a good job yeah but i'm just I think like the suit she, design it, was good fit. i think the script didn't give her enough they they, they resolved her, her conflict it didn't, it didn't give like, her anything to do but if you at least have a multiverse character like if this is a multiverse movie put a multiverse actor in it get you have a supergirl that is within like wb owns the cw use her you know the flat the to flash- be fair ariani what we t and i say well bring in grant gustin you always say well who knows if he wants still wants to do that anymore he's been doing that his whole life he probably it's don't want to do it no more it's true they could have asked him and he said no you know but I do think it's unfair. Yo, Spade. I do, th- <laughs> I do think it's unfair that none of the CW actors are in it. Like they could have, because I, I feel like yeah, there was they they needed to give a nod they needed to, it. to have. I thought they were going to have the have, Flash um, as Tyler Hoechlin because the f- is that his name? Am I saying uh, that wrong? Right? <laughs> he, he looks so weird as Superman. Um, but no, what was his name? Who played? What was his name? Who played Flash in the '90s and who played oh, Flash's dad? Ship. Yeah, he played Golden Age Flash too. He played. 
He also played Golden Age Flash, um, uh, uh, and he should have been uh, the the Golden Age Didn't Flash. Did Michael Rosenbaum play the Flash as the voice actor in the Justice League Unlimited or Justice League cartoon? I know he's Lex Luthor. He's Lex Luthor in Smallville, but he's the voice for the Flash in that cartoon. I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. Um, uh, but he's de- but to he your definitely point, there's is. even the HBO, the HBO shows, right? Doom Patrol, um, Peacemaker, uh, Titans. Like those are all shows they could have thrown a, a character or two in for sure. Yeah. See, they did that in the Crisis on Infinite Earths right. TV thing, and they did a lot. They had chock full of they were did you did you guys watch that i yeah, watched see, it, it was, we did we recorded a podcast on it and never released oh that's it. right should, we, we did. should try and dig up that audio and, and release that re-release it re- oh yeah do that no we re-release never released it. it you can't re-release something you never released <laughs> oh we recorded it do a bonus episode yeah. we gotta we gotta look for those audio files well guys ezra miller was on the flash show you know, I've seen. Yeah, yeah right, in, right. In for, Crisis uh, on Infinite Earths. That's the and, episode. And, and that's gave, where he, he gave him his name. Grant Gustin. Right, right, so right. So it's just like, you know, it, 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 if you're not even going to put the actor in, I think, put I think, in. I think, it, I'm gonna, this is what I'm going to say. This is, a, a, and I, 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 it's good. To, this bias is going to be gone in a generation, but I still think there's old studio heads out there that see tv is something less than lesser inferior right uh-huh inferior and they didn't want to do that that's what i that that's my guess i don't know that but that's i, I that's what but i smell. even still you you take the temperature of what the audiences are watching because those shows are stupid popular they're probably the most popular thing the cw has ever done and if grant listen if grant gustin was in there and or those gustin characters grant. you <laughs> or Gustin Grant. <laughs> we can never say Grant Gustin. From here on in, it's Gustin Grant. Gustin. Two first names, always a crowd pleaser. Gustin is a first name? Gustin sounds like a, a town outside of outside of Rockford, Maine. It's like the gif and the jif, you know. It could... Isn't that the bad guy from uh, Beauty and the Beast? Gaston. Gustin. Gaston. Gustin sounds like there's a prison in Alabama in Gustin. Gustin, Texas. Gustin, Texas. There's a prison in Gustin, Texas. We've gone off the rails. I think it's time to wrap right. up. We're an hour and a half in. All yeah. right. Any any final words? It was a good. I I had a good time, and I was. I didn't fall asleep. That that definitely says something. <laughs> I didn't fall asleep. That's that's a ringing endorsement right there. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at NotAllPods. Visit us on our website at NotAllPodcastWearCapes.com. And send us an email, NotAllPods at gmail.com. Also subscribe and listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. Not All Podcasts Wear Capes is a Thaumaturge Wonderworks production. This issue was edited by Andre 3.0 Marks. And T just yeah. quit the podcast. Oh, T's leaving. Oh, he has no cards. He prepared for this one. Oh, this is not the I can't hear you. I want. Nope. T has no idea what I was just saying. You, I saw you have no cards. You prepared for this one? Nope. Oh. <laughs> They're all blank. They're blank. <laughs> They're like the magician cards where you write and then you turn around and no, there's nothing it's there. It's like 
it's like it's like the talk show host. He just wants to like like tap them on the table, and they have nothing written on Man. them. He's gonna make. He's he found another thing to make uh. noise, basically. There we go. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad this is being recorded. 